Welcome to Any Questions, a podcast about conception, pregnancy, and realistic motherhood. Follow along on my journey as I ask the questions we all have when it comes to getting pregnant, staying pregnant, and becoming parents. I'm not an expert and I have no experience. I'm going through it all just like you. So thanks for being here and let's get into it. Welcome back to Any Questions, the podcast all about conception, pregnancy, and realistic motherhood. Today's question how do I know I'm ready to have kids? So this is obviously a pretty huge question and something you've probably thought about for yourself, maybe something you've discussed with friends, with family, hopefully with your partner if you are having a baby with someone else. Um, Unless you had a a happy or not so happy accident, this is probably a discussion that you've had or you've been thinking about and it's tough. How do you, how do you know? How do you know that you're ready? Uh, How do you know you even want kids? So let's dive in. So first things first, before discussing whether or not you're ready, how do you know if you even want children? So this is something that my husband and I have been discussing for years. I think we probably started having this discussion, you know, obligatory, like third date question. I'm just like, oh, do you see yourself getting married and having kids one day? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Just so for both of us, it was always on the table. We weren't like anti-kid, but we also weren't super pro-kid. It wasn't something like, oh my gosh, yes, I have to become a parent. Um, You know, it's my big purpose in life. My life won't be complete without it. It was kind of like, yeah, probably, but we didn't really have strong feelings one way or another, which I think is kind of nice that we were both on that same page. We started to talk about it a little bit more seriously when we bought a home together, which was, oh, coming up on five years ago now, uh, three, yeah, four, like four and a half years ago. Um, we started talking about it. And I remember uh, one thing my uh, then boyfriend, now husband said to me was that he was more invested in having a life with me than in becoming a dad. So pretty much that he would rather stay with me, be with me and not become a dad, then, you know, go and be with someone else to become a dad. And that was just like, oh, that was such a lovely, gushy, nice feeling that, you know, we were really choosing each other as partners, as people we wanted to spend our life with, regardless of if we had kids or not. So that was really nice. And it really took the pressure off because at that point, you know, we had sort of checked off the big life things you know we were both working we had just bought a home and we had both kind of just said to each other like hey you know what kids are optional so if we wanted we could kind of like be done (laughs) we don't have to we don't have to do anything else we don't have to get married we don't have to have kids um we already had a dog so you know that was done Um, but of course uh we did decide to get married we got married in the fall and uh, we have decided that we want to have kids or kid singular. We haven't fully made up our minds yet, but we are leaning towards just having one. And I'll probably do a future episode about how you decide how many kids you actually want. So the way it sort of happened for us in terms of deciding uh, if we even want kids and then when we want to have kids was basically just a lot of conversations, a lot of talking. I know in the early days of dating, if either of us referenced like children in the future, we were really careful to be like, oh yeah, you know, if I have have a kid one day 
And then it sort of became, if we have a kid one day, and then when we have a kid one day. So really, over the years, it went from a if singular to a when plural, if that makes any sense. And it was all just in conversations we had about our future, the life we wanted together, you know, what things looked like for us. And definitely in the last year or two, it's become a lot more about, okay, yes, we want kids together. And, you know, when when do we want them? So really talking about that timeline and looking at, you know, what we wanted to have in place and when we would have or when we would feel totally ready to uh, to start trying and to hopefully have a child enter our lives. So the first thing we looked at was logistics. So this is probably where most people start when it comes to deciding if you are ready to have kids. So finances obviously is a huge one. There's lots of baby calculators online that you can uh, use to try to figure out how much it's going to cost you. I want to say a lot of them are pretty inaccurate, at least in my um, experience as someone who hasn't had a baby. So, so no experience. But just looking at the numbers, I've seen crazy ranges, everything from, you know, oh, it's not going to cost much more at all. You know, you don't really need anything for a baby all the way up to like, oh, it's going to be $20,000 a year every year. Um, I think that's probably a stretch for your first year, unless you really are going wild on all the latest and greatest gadgets, or you are paying a ton of money out of pocket for uh, health expenses. Luckily here, uh, we, we live in Canada, we do have free healthcare. So the actual process of delivering a baby is not going to cost us any money um, outside of, you know, thing, if we wanted to add things like hiring a doula or things like that, that would cost money. But if we are seen by a doctor or a midwife, uh, that is totally covered. We don't have to pay for delivery or anything like that, which is amazing. Thank you, public health care. So that's really awesome that we don't have to save up um, for that sort of an expense. We do also have savings. Um, as I mentioned, we bought a home four and a half years ago, and we did sell it uh, in early 2021. We're currently renting, which is a whole another thing, but we're very happy to be renting again. But we do have some savings from that house sale and money set aside that we'd want to use for our family. We're also both feeling more secure in our jobs when it comes to finances. And I say we, but I really truly just mean my husband. <laughs> he works in healthcare, uh, very steady gig, strong union. Um, paid quite well and a type of job that, you know, he loves and he really sees himself doing for the next, you know, 40, 30 eh, ish years until he retires. Uh, me, I work online freelancing for myself. So definitely not as secure and as steady. And I uh, threaten all the time to quit all my jobs because I just am dramatic like that. Um, so I'm not feeling as secure job-wise, but I do feel secure in our finances and our ability to save in the money that we already have saved in uh, his very steady job. And of course, my job, even though it's not as steady, does have a ton of perks, like the fact that I do work online and from home. That means things like childcare are not going to be as expensive because I can be home with the child the whole time. The other logistical piece we looked at and that a lot of people look at when making this decision is support. So, you know, family and friends, do you have family who live nearby, family who would want to help out or who are able to support you? Do you have uh, friends or family members who are also having babies kind of going through the same stage of life? For us, this was kind of a yes and no. Um, both of our moms are quite involved in our lives. We see them pretty often, or at least we did pre-pandemic, and they're both getting to an age where they are thinking about retirement. So in my ideal world, they would be pretty involved in um, helping us with childcare, just being a big part of our life and our baby's life. Um, unfortunately, we don't have a ton of friends or family or close family members who are exactly in the same stage of life. We were, um, yeah, kind of 
one of the first to get married on my husband's side in terms of friend groups. And then one of the sort of middle later ones to get married on my side. But a lot of my friends and family live on the other side of the country where I'm originally from. So it's, it's not the biggest like group of support that we have. And I definitely would like us to have some more support and some more people in our lives who um, can, can be with us and can just sort of relate to what we're going through. And I'm kind of hoping to find that community once we enter into a uh, pregnancy, early baby, to- toddler, childhood phase. Um, my husband keeps joking that we're going to make parent friends. And I hope that's true because it would be good to find that support. And I know it's really hard, especially in these current times during this pandemic, no one's really seeing anybody. So it's hard to really know uh, where your support group is going to come from. Another logistic to look at is space. So currently we are renting and we live in a one bedroom apartment. However, I do think it's really, really spacious. And I've looked at a lot of YouTube videos and Instagram accounts of families that are doing this sort of small space living. Actually, I think I'm probably going to do a full podcast episode about uh, small space living with families so bringing home a baby into a one bedroom apartment. Uh, I know lots of people who are doing this, who have two or three or four kids in uh, really small spaces. And they just love the idea of being that close with each other, being able to still live in the city and save some money. So for us, uh, we actually recently moved into this apartment and it is very spacious for a one bedroom. It's got lots of little like nooks and den type areas. And I've already got a few ideas of where we could set up a little baby nursery. This apartment also has a really awesome outdoor space and I can already picture our little one uh, running around outside playing in like a little blow up pool or making a snowman if we've got snow um, in the winter. So I definitely think this is going to be a great space to bring a baby home. Now, I know um, these logistics, finances, family support, uh, space, the answers that I gave of sort of like our current situation, like the fact that I work freelance, not in a city job, the fact that we don't really have any friends or family members who are, you know, also having babies at this time, the fact that we live in a one bedroom rental, you might be hearing those answers and saying like, oh, dear God, please don't have a baby. You are not ready. (laughs) And that's totally fine. I think I think truly the answer to this question, how do I know I'm ready to have a kid, is such an individual thing. And there is no, uh, you know, there's no quiz, there's no checklist, despite um, Google saying otherwise, there is no like yes or no question that is going to tell you whether or not you are ready. So to me, you know, given our answers for our finances, for our support, for our space, I do feel like we're in a good space and able to bring home a baby, but you might feel otherwise. I know a lot of people, they want to wait until they're able to move into a big house. They want to get a minivan. They want to have like grandparents move in with them. They want to make sure all of their friends are having babies at the same time. They want to make sure they've got like tenure at their job. So they're really secure. They want to save up, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, whatever it is, whatever you need to do to make sure the logistics are in order, that is totally fine. One thing that really makes me feel better about this plan and what we are planning is is having a plan. (laughs) How many more times can I say the word plan? So for me, it's super helpful. I'm someone who loves spreadsheets and lists and things like that. So it was really helpful to talk through with my partner about what we want the first few years of our baby's life to look like, uh, what we're planning in terms of, you know, how we're going to cover finances, how we're going to rely on friends and family, how we're going to set up our home for a baby. What are we going to do when it comes to work and childcare? So having those conversations ahead of time before we even started trying to conceive was really important because that way we could actually envision what life was going to look like. And it became a lot more real and specific and not just, you know, 
these random calculators online that tell you how much things are going to cost or tell you how much like your life is going to change when we really sat down and said, okay, this is, you know, what we want. This is what we think things are going to look like. Of course, acknowledging that everything could change. <laughs> we um, have not had a baby before. We are not parents. So who knows, this could all go right out the window, but just sort of having a loose plan has been really helpful for both of us to sort of envision what that life will look like and to feel a lot more ready for it. So if this is something you are waffling with, I highly consider it. Sit down with your partner or with, with yourself if you're having a baby um, solo and really think through what life is going to look like for you for the first few years. What's your plan for money? What's your plan for support? What's your plan for space? What's your plan for work? Things like that. I found that really helpful, a little overwhelming, but mostly, mostly helpful. <laughs> So that sort of covers the logistical side of things, really looking at the numbers, your, you know, your finances, your family, your space. But obviously there's a huge uh, emotional component to knowing that you're ready to have a kid. I talked a little bit in my sort of first episode all about, you know, me and this podcast that I'm not somebody who was, you know, born to be a mom. I wasn't someone as a little kid who talked about, oh, I can't wait to have a baby. I'm going to be such a good mom. Look at all these kids. That's my goal in life. Totally, totally not me. <laughs> um, yeah, for, at a point, my partner and I didn't even know that we wanted kids at all. So it's definitely not something that I feel like called to and that I think I have to do. And I think that's okay. And I think it's, it's good to say that. I think a lot of people wait until they have this, um, you know, deep, all-consuming yearning and they're, oh, I can't be a mom unless, you know, I want to give up everything and totally martyr myself. And all I want to do is be a mom. I think it's okay to have other goals and to have mom be something like, sure, you know, that, that would be cool. I would love to do that. I think having a kid would be awesome, but it's not the be all and end all of my life. If I'm not able to have a child, if we can't, um, you know, find a way to have, have a kid naturally or not, um, I think we're going to be okay. There's a lot of other things in my life that I'm excited about and um, in my relationship that I'm excited about. And I think it would be okay. So just wanted to say that off the top. It's okay if you don't have this deep burning desire to become a mom. And um, if you do have a deep burning desire to become a parent, that's awesome. This podcast episode was probably uh, an easy listen for you because you already know that you uh, you want to have kids and you're ready. But um, I guess there is actually a bit of a distinction between knowing that you want to have kids, that you want to become a parent, and knowing that you are ready now to have kids. So that sort of readiness, you know, if you ever Google, how do I know if I'm ready to have kids, uh, the answer is always going to be no one's ever ready. <laughs> like, like, I don't think anyone brings home a baby and says, oh, wow, that's exactly what I was expecting. I was totally, totally prepared for this. There's always something that's going to catch you off guard, even if you know about, you know, sleepless nights and things like that. Um, the reality of it is probably going to hit you square in the face. And I'm excited to hopefully record an episode one day with a newborn and say, yep, was not ready. <laughs> but people do it, right? People have babies, people try to have babies, even knowing that they're never going to be 110% ready. And for someone who loves to be prepared, who loves a list, who loves a plan, that's kind of hard for me to wrap my head around. So as we've started uh, this new year, 2022, sort of jumping into this, um, I guess, preconception journey, this uh, stage of life of trying to have a baby, I'm trying to come to a peace with the fact that I'm never going to be 110% ready. So sort of looking at the different um, feelings I guess I have around readiness, I've 
uh, dropped them into three different categories. So feeling physically ready, feeling mentally ready, and feeling emotionally ready. So physically, as I've mentioned, I am a plus size person, a person in a fat body, however you want to describe it. I strongly believe that fat people can birth, that fat people can have healthy pregnancies, that fat people are wonderful and worthy of respect. And um, while I do believe in evidence, and I know a lot of the evidence shows that people in larger bodies have a harder time getting and staying pregnant, I don't think that means that um, people in larger bodies need to, you know, get trapped in diet culture and a really toxic, unsustainable weight loss. Again, there are so many incredible resources out there if you are working on getting rid of your fat bias, if you are stuck in diet culture and you want to get out. Uh, lots of amazing resources out there, um, starting with uh, Your Fat Friend, really great. Uh, Plus Size Mommy, really cool podcast. Lots of good stuff out there. Highly recommend you check it all out. Um, but for me, I, yeah, I am a person in a larger body. And what I don't want to do is, um, you know, hurt myself mentally and physically trying to diet and get down to some small weight that is not sustainable, that is really going to put a lot of unhealthy behaviors into my life um, in order to get pregnant. Just that's not something I want to do to myself. I think that's really cruel and mean to me. Um, it's also not something I would ever want to promote to my child. I can't imagine telling my child, oh, <laughs> getting emotional about it. Um, I can't imagine telling my child, you know, you were brought into this world because I did all of these horrible things to my health, my, you know, my body, to my brain for all these months. Um, oh, I just, I hate it. And I, I would never want to do something like that to myself and to my child. So for me, I am trying to focus on healthful behaviors without, um, you know, getting into that diet culture space without punishing myself for eating chocolate or lying on the couch or, or just being in a larger body because that means nothing about my, my health, right? So I am working on my strength. I am trying to do uh, squats. I've got this, <laughs> this new routine and literally new. I've been doing it for three days. Every time I go to the bathroom, I do 10 squats and I pee a lot. <laughs> um, not a pregnancy symptom. I just pee a lot. So I'm doing like probably 50 to 100 squats a day, which I think is pretty cool. Like that's not something I would regularly do. I'm trying to do, you know, dance workouts and things like that. Uh, joyful movement is really what I'm focusing on, listening to my body, trying to get more intuitive with my eating. It's a whole journey. And again, could do an entire podcast all about it, um, but there are more educated and uh, more eloquent voices out there for you to listen to. But physically, that's where I'm at. I used to tell myself when I was younger that, oh my God, I can't get pregnant unless I lose a ton of weight. And that's just, I've realized, not a healthy approach, not a sustainable approach, not realistic, not something I want to do. So for me, it's about uh, readying myself just to be strong, to feel good in my body and to get more in tune with my body. I think both of those things are going to help me a lot um, through pregnancy and labor and delivery. In terms of feeling mentally ready, I am definitely scared. There are lots of parts of pregnancy and childbirth and newborn stage and all of that that totally, totally terrify me. But over the years, I've realized that I am feeling more ready than scared. Um, I am starting to feel like it would really be worth it. Um, even if, you know, something is scary or something is painful or something is uncertain, I'm starting to see that that's going to be a really uh, small part of the whole journey and that no one who has a baby says, oh my gosh, that wasn't worth it. It was so painful. I would never have done it. I, you know, I don't want to do that. This kid's not worth it. Take the kid back. Um, a lot of that probably has to do with the hormones that flood our brains so that 
species, <laughs> the human species can keep evolving, but that's fine. I'll, uh, I'll take the hormones. <laughs> um, mentally, in terms of feeling ready, I've also been doing a ton of work in the last, definitely in the last year or two, um, educating myself, trying to learn a lot about pregnancy, about motherhood, about how to conceive. I know for some people that can be really overwhelming and they don't like having that much information, but for me, I really love it. I love to hear uh, different perspectives and see how things are, um, are done. And I really encourage you, if you're someone who loves to learn um, and educate yourself and get all the info, to share that journey with your partner. If you are having a baby with someone else, I think it's really cool to bring them along, especially if you are in a um, hetero relationship, if you're a woman listening and your partner is a man. I think so often men are involved right at the beginning, obviously with the conception, and then not again until the baby pops out. And then even then, you know, they're right back at work a few, a week or two later. And it's not really till the kid's like five and wants to throw a baseball that they, you know, kind of come back in. Obviously that's um, just generalizing, but I think it's so cool to actually involve your partner in every part of the process. And uh, my husband and I had that conversation recently and I said, you know, in terms of feeling ready, feeling mentally ready, I like to educate myself. I really want you to be part of this with me. Like, I don't want this to be a thing where I have all this information and I'm the gatekeeper and he's like asking me permission and trying to, you know, learn from me. I want him to learn with me. Uh, I don't want to be the expert because obviously I'm not. And I know that that would be um, just not a dynamic I'm looking forward to. I don't want to try to be his teacher and I don't think he wants that either. So something we've done is, you know, every couple days, whenever we're in the mood, we'll sit down and we'll watch some YouTube videos together. There's so many parenting, pregnancy, motherhood, parenthood, conception, YouTube videos out there. So we just sit down and we click on a video we haven't seen before and we watch it. And it's, um, you know, sometimes they're educational, sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're really cringy and awful, but it gives us something to talk about. And it's just both of us sort of focusing on this next step, which I think is really, really cool. I might even do a podcast episode about like different ways to um, bring your partner in on the experience. Lastly, in terms of readiness, there's obviously the emotional part too, which I guess is, you know, kind of mental. That's sort of the same thing. But again, I am getting to that place where, you know, the parts of this whole journey that scare me the most, the idea of being like in pain during labor, the idea of being nauseous, I do not handle nausea well, um, the idea of not sleeping, the idea of being thrown up on, things like that are starting to feel like they would just be really, really worth it. And that the experience of having a child and getting to raise them and having you know, a kid in our life and becoming a mom would just be so cool. And it's, it's not like, you know, I don't want to say something is missing from my life. It's not like there's a big black hole and, you know, I'm not going to be full unless this happens, but it's just something I'd really like to experience. And I would love to go for it. And I think it would be a really cool addition to our life. I think it would be amazing, <laughs> fun, um, tiring, I'm sure, but super rewarding. I'd love to see my husband as a dad. I think he's going to be great at that. And I think it's really going to bring us closer together. Not that you should have a baby to try to fix your relationship and not that our relationship needs fixing, but I really do think that's going to be something that we are going to enjoy doing together. Um, maybe not right away. I'll be uh, sleepless nights and crying and things like that, but I do think it's going to be awesome for us in the long run. But at the end of the day, you know, answering the question, how do I know I'm ready to have kids? I don't think you ever really know for sure. Um, I don't think you're ever really ready. I don't think there's anything you can do to be 100% sure and 100% ready. But for me, if it's, you know, if I've done my homework, I've thought through the logistics, I've tried to educate myself, I have a plan, and I'm starting to feel more like this is going to be a good thing than a bad thing. Um, 
that to me is sort of a sign that, hey, you know what? It's it might be time. It might be time to do this. And I'm feeling, oh, should I say I, I'm feeling ready to have a kid. Ah, <laughs> that's so scary to say, but I think it's true. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Any Questions, a podcast about conception, pregnancy, and realistic motherhood. If you liked hearing from me, I'd really appreciate it if you could do all the things. Follow, subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with a friend. Even if I wasn't able to answer all of your questions, I hope there's some relief in knowing you're not alone in asking them. Thanks so much for being here.